You have arrived at your destination. Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, and I'm here with no one. Uh, it's just me today. It is a, a solo episode of the Animation Destination Podcast, but I had a little bit of special uh, uh, content for you today that I wanted to go over, and that was the um, Yahoo.com Netflix article uh, by one Drew Taylor. Um Basically, the rap, uh, which is uh, one of the entertainment uh, sides of Yahoo, wrote an article talking about Netflix's animation department getting kind of sliced uh, because of all the crazy drops in stocks that uh, drops in stock and viewership that Netflix uh, has taken. Uh, and I wanted to go through each part of the article piece by piece. I writ I. Checked over the article, uh, kind of formed my thoughts around it. I just wanted to go over the article and talk to you guys about it uh, in detail and tell you what I think about what is said and whether or not there's anything to be really gleaned from it or not. Um, so there you go. Um, basically, uh, that's going to be the episode today. But before we get into that, I wanted to get into uh, an animation recommendation for today, um, which is uh, Star Trek The Next Generation the animated series, um, which is a, a simple little piece of fan work uh, done by um, a YouTube channel called uh, Gazelle Automations. And someone took basically a uh, clip, a sound clip from TNG episode All Good Things, uh, part one, and, or no, not All Good Things, um, um, uh, Man Who Has Everything, I've read the, the Borg... Uh, best of both worlds. That's it. The Borg uh, two-parter with uh, Picard becoming Locutus. Uh, someone took that and like did it in the style of the old Funimation uh, or Filmation cartoon Star Trek uh, original series, original Star Trek series. Uh, it's it's brilliantly done. It looks exactly like the uh, the old school animation from Filmation, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun, uh, and it really works with uh, with the audio from that episode as well, and just the designs of the Borg and like how they look like old '60s uh, versions of them, and it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely check that out. It's on uh, Gazelle Automations on YouTube. So there you go. Go check that out. That's our animation recommendation for today. A uh, little bit of tune news. We've got. Uh, uh, which we'll talk about more. I think I'll recap this again when I have a guest here because we have Demon Slayer, uh, the official trailer for the Swordsmith Village arc. Uh, so super excited about that. Just a little bit of con you know, just a little bit of hints and here and there. We got you know which Hashira are going to be involved and uh, and how that's going to be uh, a great little arc. I'm sure because of course it will be. And we also have the trailer for Lightyear. The Second official trailer for Lightyear that kind of goes over all the uh, all the um, actual um, 
you know, plot of the movie, so which we hadn't gotten yet. So we finally get the plot of the movie of Lightyear, which is a, basically a, a new telling of the Buzz Lightyear story, I guess. You know, obviously Buzz Lightyear was a toy, and this is kind of like the... This would be like the movie that the toy would be based off, like based off of, I suppose. But you know, I I think it memory holds Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, that cartoon, and that cartoon was a lot of fun. So kind of kind of disappointed that 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 that's getting there. Make a Woody's Roundup animated movie, and I'm on board. I will I will I will hop on board a Woody's Roundup movie. So get on board with that. Call it Roundup. It'll be a good time. But uh, you know, there you go. That's. That's that for the animation news for right now, because the big news is our topic of the day, which is the article uh, by Yahoo. And I will be reading through this and giving my thoughts on it. I'll also be clarifying, you know, what's uh, what I think is opinion, what I think is real and what I think most of this is an opinion piece. Uh, there's a lot of actual information in it, but a lot of this is very opinion driven and um, it's sort of a uh, they said they said kind of thing um so it, it's a little bit hard to tell which is what is actually going on but it is you know uh again i'll i'll try and balance this as fairly as possible i don't think that you should take this article or anything that i say as gospel this is all very speculative and how this is all running out but um basically uh uh, Netflix has plummeted in stock more than 30%. There was apparently, the, for the first time ever, it has lost more subscribers than it has gained. I think that's par for the course, given the fact that they gained so many subscribers over the course of the past two years from uh, all the lockdown stuff. So it kind of makes sense that they would, you know, lose a big chunk of that. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Netflix is necessarily struggling all that much with things but you know when you're when you're a publicly traded company and your stock price drops 30 percent that's a big hit to your company regardless of the actual subscription numbers that said i know that a lot of people are unsubscribing in a in a large on mass in a large amount um that's what we do know um but you know they netflix keeps their keeps their metrics pretty hidden from people so you know it's hard to hard to tell uh, until they have their little board their board meetings where they have to basically say how well they're doing so but that was the lead up to this um, and then uh, we have uh, drew Taylor from the rap right up this thing on the April 20th which was Wednesday of this of, uh, of this week and I just wanted to go through this point by point and uh, dis- and uh, discuss it with you guys uh, leave your comments in the Leave your comments in the description below on uh, Destination Comics or, uh, you know, put a comment in on Facebook where you find this or on, you know, wherever you see this thing, wherever you see this episode posted. Would love to engage in the conversation with you guys. Please go ahead and do that. But let's get into the article uh, by Drew Taylor, Wednesday, April 20th at The Wrap on Yahoo.com. Let's see. The title is Netflix Animation Erased. Uh, executives fired, shows canceled, and accusations of, quote, staged data exclusive. This is exclusive to Yahoo. This is where all the information basically came from. Uh, article quotes, uh, Phil Rinda, Rinda, I think, Rinda or Rinda, I'm going to say Rinda from this moment on. If that is incorrect, that's fine. Phil Rinda, uh, whose official title at, is Netflix's Director of Creative Leadership, and development for original animation was let go this week along with several of his staff. The rap 
the rap can exclusively report and Netflix has confirmed. This is all uh, 100% true. A large portion of his staff, Phil Renda, uh, who did a lot of work for DreamWorks and uh, other such uh, companies, uh, or uh, Gravity Falls, he did work for Disney, lots of other things. He uh, has been let go from Netflix. Um, article continues, uh, according to several creators who spoke to the rap, uh, the kids and family space at Netflix animation has changed. Series that uh, benefited from the great word of mouth and critical praise aren't being renewed, and several high-profile projects have been unceremoniously canceled, including the long-delayed adaptation of Jeff Smith's beloved comic series Bone, uh, first back in, first announced back in 2019. Uh, Netflix just saw a, a thick stock plummet. Uh, uh, just saw its stock plummet for more than 30% after revealing a subscriber and revenue loss its first quarter earning report on Tuesday. Uh, isn't, ju- uh, isn't, just trouble- isn't just in trouble on Wall Street. It's also facing complications in Toontown. So um, Jeff Smith, uh, famous for the creating of uh, the comic book Bone, uh, a comic that I have not yet read before, and I really do want to get on on board with, uh, with Bone, but there was going to be an animated... Uh, uh, animated feature, an uh, animated adaptation of Bone, um, and people were pretty excited about that. It got delayed for a long time, I think, because of uh, all the lockdowns, because it was announced back in 2019, and then I guess it's just been shelved. There could be any number of reasons why that would be shelved. Uh, Bone is a very is a fairly popular comic, especially in Europe. So, you know, it, it's it, but I don't know of its expanse in America that much. I know it has a it has a very dedicated fan base. I know that there's a lot that you could probably garner from it but you know i guess it was just one of those things that was probably having complications before and that's probably why this was axed because they don't really come back to the idea of it being axed before i think there was probably just complications from getting this thing in and it was just one of the first things that kind of got axed out of it so you know and it, i'm not saying that the 30 percent stock price was not the cause i'm sure that was a a big uh you know contributor to the idea but you know, who knows? It, it, it could have had trouble beforehand because it's been in delay for a while. So uh, Rinda's firing, article continues, Rinda's firing was perhaps uh, an inevitable end end to a deeply chaotic period for Netflix animation, particularly the kids and family division. So that is very particular. The kids and family uh, uh, division is a different division from wholly of Netflix animation. So this is for, uh, you know, for uh, kids, I think, nine and under i think it's a i think it's an, a nine and under it's not quite the teenage years could be 11 and under could be 12 and up is where the the other uh side of things are um but uh, there's also adult animation like with castlevania and things like that that hasn't seemed to shift that much in accordance with a lot of the things a lot of those seem to still be on board with that so you'll obviously arcane which is backed by riot games that's probably not going to be affected all that much and it's definitely not part of the kids and family division uh for obvious reasons so um let's see uh particularly in the kids and family division which saw a boom of talent and creativity give uh give way to corporate pressure mixed messages and accusations of quote staged data um netflix animation especially when it comes to kids and family content was once considered a glittering utopia a glittery utopia 
Superstar creators and visionary young talent were swayed by promises of unprecedented creative freedom and healthy production budgets backed by the financial and promotional might of the Netflix empire. Uh, a bit of fluff in that in that phrase. I wouldn't call Netflix an empire, obviously. Um, but yes, this this is true. Uh, uh, that for 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 a while there, all through, uh, you know, I want to say through twenty. 15 all the way up to 2019 it was it was pretty it was pretty touted that netflix was kind of the place to go to pitch your your show um from from a lot of creators um you know you had a lot of a lot of series vets coming in and doing that same thing when a lot of new people finally getting like their 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 big comeuppance for that so you know that that seemed that that i think holds a lot of truth um uh, from where it was and now apparently a lot of that's kind of getting tampered down a little bit because you know things are changing a little bit uh corporate culture changes when things you know when uh when the the corporate culture changes when the when the budgetary assets change or when the um uh, what do you say the projections of monetary assets changes uh, a few years ago, there was no place more welcoming or seductive to artists and animators than the Netflix animation. Netflix's animation units, like its live-action division, were known for being a place that you could bring a project that might not have gained traction elsewhere uh, when and suddenly have it, have it produced without much studio interference. Uh, animation heavyweights such as Craig McCracken, Elizabeth Ito, and uh, George uh, Jorge Gutierrez uh, rushed to the service uh, with quick quickly starting working on their own personal dream projects, while Netflix also courted younger artists, fostered uh, productive license agreements, chiefly with DreamWorks animation, uh, such as Guillermo del Toro and Kipo, Age of the... Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters, and Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beasts, Voltron, things like that. So lots of lots of stuff from DreamWorks animation when, uh, you know, uh, Netflix started its big animation boom. They... they really went to town with Netflix or uh, with uh, with DreamWorks on that one. Uh, but uh, now you're seeing uh, article continues, but now you're seeing fewer of these creator driven projects. I don't think that's true. Uh, that that doesn't seem to hold a lot of water. Like it's it it's it's been that especially for animation and it still is. I don't think that there's a whole lot of water to that statement to say that new series aren't being pulled in right now. I I it's been it. It's only been a, a a little bit since Netflix started to take this hit from from Disney Plus, and it's a lot of this is because Disney Plus is pulling people over, and Apple TV and Amazon they're kind of getting into the game for a lot of first things as well. But uh, honestly, to say that seeing fewer of these create creator driven projects, I don't know if that's true yet. Could be true in the sense of like where we're gonna see it, but a lot of these that they're talking about, a lot of these uh, projects that they're talking about. Um, you know, they were, they're, they're still in development and everything. So, um, I will talk about another video, uh, from the creator of Kipo, um, that sort of echoes this a little bit. So, um, I will talk about that, but to say that it's not happening yet, a little bit, a little bit weird, but you know, I think he's pulling this information from people that he's speaking to. So it makes sense that he wrote it. Uh, new series aren't as exciting as they once were. Many animators have left the studio decamping, uh, to old standbys like Cartoon Network, Disney, or Nickelodeon, or for other upstarts such as Apple TV Plus and Amazon. Uh, and Netflix's focus has shifted noticeably too. Uh, one producer, unnamed, whose uh, uh, whose show on Netflix wasn't renewed, said that they got to ne- they got to Netflix uh, said that when they got to Netflix, Rinda, who served as creative uh, 
uh, roles on groundbreaking animated series like Gravity Falls and Adventure Time, told Netflix creators we want to be the home for everybody's favorite show. Uh, by the time the producer left uh, several years later, um, which is weird because they're talking about that now. I don't know why he phrases it that way. By the time that uh, this... Oh, this producer that's talking. By the time the producer left several years later, there was a new new thesis statement. Uh, we want to make what our audience wants to see. Uh, Reed Hastings, Netflix co-CEO, now told Animation Talent, uh, as far as mission statements go, uh, those are vastly different. And they are from a creative standpoint. Um, not so much from a business standpoint, obviously. I think from a business standpoint, both of those can be very uh, shared. But from a creative standpoint, you have, we want to be the home of everyone's favorite show. So they basically want to foster the idea of a new show for people to gl to uh, to glom onto, to have uh, a fandom kind of crowd around and things like that. From that, for that to shift to, we want to make what our audience wants to see from a creative standpoint is we have a thing that we want that, that that is getting the audience that we want and we want things to match that audience rather than foster any creative uh juices for things like that we want to match it up which is not from a business standpoint from a co-ceo from netflix that's not a bad standpoint to have you definitely want to have something that's going to have an audience and you want to mimic the thing that's going to bring in an audience but creatively that is stifling that is you know uh boring it's not going to bring in new sorts of uh, uh things that you would then kind of get like i would argue that you know, if you're, <laughs> we want to make what our audience wants to see. I doubt any one of them would have, under that tenet, would have brought on Arcane were it not coming from Riot Games, which had more money than God and didn't really need to go to Netflix to produce what they had done. They had already pro had producers for the animation themselves and sold it to Netflix. But Netflix would never make Arcane under the tenet of we want to make what our audience wants to see, because I don't think people know they wanted to see Arcane until it happened. So, you know, it's um, it's a it's a little bit of a of a wonky thing there. Uh, true to its thesis, uh, true to this, the new the true to this new thesis statement, uh, several high profile animated projects uh, in the kids and family space have been outright canceled, including Bone. Uh, which Netflix confirmed, an adaptation of Ronald Dahl's The Twits uh, that was meant to be part of a several doll-based projects. Netflix insists The Twits is still alive potentially now as a feature film. Uh, and Lauren Faust's Witchy Toil and Trouble, uh, which of course we are robbed once again of a Lauren Faust property just like back at Sony when they canceled Medusa for some reason. We never seem to get Lauren Faust, who is a straight-up machine when it comes to creating something with 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 good uh you know uh good foundations and 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 good lore so toil and trouble by lauren faust canceled uh netflix currently touts boss baby as the ideal of what an animated series on a on the platform should be and what kind of numbers those animated series should be bringing uh bringing in uh, this was reiterated by almost everyone we spoke to. Although Netflix doesn't even own Boss Baby, it is licensed through DreamWorks Animation. A new Boss Baby, a new Boss Baby series premieres next month. Um, yeah, this this seems to be kind of um, uh, 
kind of the same thing that you hear that you that I heard from uh, Kipo's creator who uh, showed up on the Ethan Becker's uh, channel not too long ago that Netflix is kind of like, oh, well, this is the thing that's working. And they're all sort of guiding everybody towards this idea. Like if it's not making these numbers, we don't care. If it's not getting this kind of a kind of a look at it, then we don't care, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's kind of. You know, it it, it kind of sucks for people who want to create things, you know, that, that now they're sort of going down this this thing and not to bash on Boss Baby or whatever. I'm sure there's people that like it, but, you know, you 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 don't have that creative freedom when you're all going down the same path to try and mimic that same success. Business wise, I completely understand why you want to do that. But creatively, I don't think you get a new interesting thing or th- something that people latch on to if you're just poking at the basics if you're just trying to re reinitiate that type of success i don't think you get anything from it um and there's some other problems that are highlighted here later that i absolutely agree with uh so you know like it's this is a very well done article it's not like super like like super critical of netflix in that way but i think it leaves a little bit off the table for like netflix's business venture to be like hey we just dropped 30 percent in stock so this is why we're pushing it this way now and i think this 30 percent of uh, uh drop was probably foreseen further ahead as well because they knew that they were probably losing subscribers in a way um so you know it's uh Again, I can see why they would want to push it this way. Um, but anyway, uh, Elizabeth Ito, uh, who's deeply brilliant City of Ghosts, it was good. This guy seemed to like it, though, uh, was uh, recently nominated for a Peabody Award and currently sports a 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, perfect 100% Rotten Tomatoes uh, rating, which uh, if you go to it, it's it has seven critic reviews of 100%. So, you know, it's again, I'm not not dissing on City of Ghosts. I'm just saying, like, for context, the 100% uh, Rotten Tomatoes is seven critics. So, you know, that, take that as you will. Uh, reiterated, uh, as many did, uh, how much they enjoyed working with both the executive teams at Netflix's uh, marketing department. Um, but she suggested that Netflix's 360 feedback culture uh, which is espoused in its culture memo uh, and trumpets full transparency as one of its core tenets, uh, went out the window when the show was threatened with cancellation. Ito and others have complained of being presented with staged data, uh, data that uh, data meant to prove that uh, at a point that ne- to prove a point that Netflix has has and has and squash conversation. To prove a point that Netflix has and squash conversation around it. That's a poorly written sentence. Uh, Ito described the data as explaining for the first time uh, what they should have gotten for what they spent on the show. Uh, Netflix confirms their decisions are made using data, uh, which takes into account viewing versus cost. Um, You know, it's very arbitrary sort of things. Um, Now, again, when you look at it in a business sort of sense, when you think about the amount of production that goes into animation, animation is expensive. This is why it's hard to get a pitch for an animated show on a network television because the cost going into it is not worth it unless you pull in Simpsons numbers or have supplementary uh, uh, merchandise to pull from. Uh, to pull from that, uh, creators have described the process as manipulative. Uh, one producer sent the data back asked questions, and received a separate 
different set of data that still reinforced Netflix's position. Uh, Ito was left wondering, well, are you going to make more or not? Netflix did not. Ito is now at Apple. So um, here's a little bit weird. To, To call that manipulative, I don't know is the correct word. Now, this is, of course, the word of the creators, of course. Now, they they can feel as though it's manipulated. I'm not saying that at all. Of course, like it can feel manipulative when somebody's like, well, here's the data. Well, what about this? Well, here's data to disprove that. Again, it, it it's 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 kind of it's kind of a, a kind of a kind of a kind of a, a scummy thing to do. But here's the thing: if your show didn't do that well, maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't do that well, and maybe that's why they're coming back with, "Ah, eh, we're not really sure about this." But um, apparently, the big problem is that they're being very hidey with their data i guess they're they're being very cloak and dagger about it and will only show when something is at the the way this is worded it seems like data is only shown from their point of view to prove their point they don't share with them all the data they just show the data that's like well here's what here's the data that proves our point okay so what's the rest of the data where's the data for this where's the data for weekend views where's the data for views of when you aired a commercial or or when a or when a, a, a an ad spot went out for it where's the where's the data for that I, you know what i mean like it feels like they're keeping that back so that you know it, it that that's the way this sort of reads to me so it's like they're, they're only presenting data that will that will benefit their argument which seems very scum it's, it seems very sleazy in a way um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna present your thing as being data driven then present all the data to the creators to say like look it was a great venture it just didn't work out it didn't pull in what we wanted here's what we spent on it here's the marketing that we spent on it and it just didn't grab the the viewership that we really wanted or needed uh which is a perfectly viable thing to do um but if you're if you're going to just show them parts of the data that prove your point alone if that's what they did i'm saying taking these people at their word, taking Ito at her word, things like that, obviously. So uh, if, if that's the sort of thing they did, then that makes that makes sense to be upset about, I think. Uh, making matters, continuing the article, making matters more frustrating for creators are a set of imposed corporate guidelines that dictate with draconian exactness uh, the marketing and distribution of the series. Uh, promotion doesn't typically begin until a month before the show premieres, uh, the show's premiere. Sometimes they haven't even been announced before then. Uh, I can confirm this being having a podcast, waiting for things to get announced uh, uh, for s- season twos or even like just suddenly on the Netflix YouTube channel. Oh, look, there's a new animated series coming out for Netflix that no one talked about until literally uh, this trailer dropped and it's coming out next month. Like that happens all the time. So, uh, this makes perfect sense to me. This is a hundred percent true, uh, from my, from at least my standpoint as a viewer, uh, this leaves a very small window to build awareness and anticipation, much less cultivate genuine excitement. hundred percent true from normal people. I get excited about everything, but I'm, I'm excited about animation, so of course I am. Uh, And once the show debuts on the platform, it can often get lost in the shuffle easily, absolutely. Uh, How many times have you ever seen uh, an animated series above the fold on the homepage? I have all the time, but that's because I watch it all the time. The algorithm feeds me exactly what it needs. So I will say the algorithm does work in that land. Uh, I would say this, I would say that Drew, now, again, the, the above the fold thing, I don't think he really knows that it does feed you uh, things that are pretty tailored to what you've already viewed. Maybe he doesn't know that, but that is typically what it is. When you when you sign in to Netflix, 
that above the fold is tailored to you. I always have animation in the above fold. So, you know, and that, that, that's fine. But, you know, I can see what he means by, you know, they, they don't advertise it that much. They, that, that's a hundred percent true. Uh, leading many creators to become, uh, uh, to become their own hype machines via various social media platforms. This is a hundred percent true as well. Um, you know, you always see the creators of these shows like really, uh, punching out their, punching out their creations, and not a whole lot from Netflix. Uh, here's an exa- There's a few examples here uh, of that as well. Uh, levers that uh, other animation studios at bigger corporations can pull, like consumer products, releases, and promotional tie-ins, aren't pulled at Netflix. Uh, there aren't there weren't kid cosmic action figures lining the shelves of Target. Uh, you couldn't get a, a City of Ghosts Happy Meal toy at McDonald's. Uh, there's no theme park dedicated to retail space to exploit. Uh, to exploit either on the official Netflix uh, shop. There isn't even a single kids and family animated series represented. That's the part that bothers me. Like I understand not having the ability to have happy meals. I think Netflix has enough pull to pull that off. I think you could go to a fast food place and get a toy deal for, you know, if that's a thing you can even still do anymore. It feels like that's uh, frowned upon to put a uh, toy inside of a fast food product because Lord forbid, kids want to eat fast food uh but anyway uh but yeah like like kid cosmic uh kid cosmic shirts kid cosmic toys funko pops there's tons of things you could do and sell exclusively on netflix's official shop and put in and netflix i know has a has a big deal with uh with uh hot topic which is the only place you can really get this stuff uh you know hot topic is really like the only place that i saw ever for any kind of dragon prince merch any kind of voltron merch like that's the place to go but i think that was more for dreamworks than it was uh for actual than for and wonderstorm than for netflix actually garnering those deals it could be netflix i'm not entirely certain but you know there's no the, the the merch sales is what supplements animation. It's always been a thing. Unless you pull in Simpsons ratings, and that's like an eight or nine million viewers weekly. This is when they were their, at their biggest boom, obviously. Like, it doesn't pay to animate. It doesn't pay itself. Animation is extraordinarily expensive. You have to have these supplementary things. Uh, you know, I always talk about the glut of, of, of uh, animation being such a good thing for uh things like netflix and apple tv and disney because for for something to be thrown up on the 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 netflix machine for the kids to watch or for you know just to be distracted from or to watch a cool story it makes more sense than to put a whole studio in for something that's going to air maybe one time on your network and then maybe get syndicated over onto your other tv channel to sell ads off of from a uh, from syndication, you know that was the that was the old model. This was a different model. That said, it would not hurt to put supplementary things like toys and shirts and Funko Pops and things like that to supplement the the sales of this stuff that would really amp up your 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 Netflix shop. And not a single kids and family animated series is represented on their on their Netflix shop. Not a single one. That's that that's really you don't promote it. You don't sell supplementary uh, uh, items off of it. So what's what is even the point? It, it seems it seems erroneous. It seems ridiculous. Uh, guidelines that usually indicate uh, the way the article continues. Guidelines that usually indicate uh, the way Netflix shows are introduced uh, fail for uh, fail for series like kids and family animation space. Uh, Itu has a small has uh, small children and says kids are complicated. They're not. <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> I, 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 I'm not trying to, you know, tell her she's wrong, but it, it, when it comes to watching things, kids aren't super complicated about that. I, I don't feel that they are. At least mine aren't. Uh, Netflix says that uh, one of the things that uh, that sway uh, the relative success of a series is word of mouth, but kids don't talk to each other like that. That's a hundred percent true. But kids don't typically have much control, especially younger kids. They don't have much control over what's going up on Netflix. It's typically, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch this, and then the parent will put it on, and. I don't, I know when she says when kids are complicated in the sense of they're complicated to maybe promote uh, something for, because as you said, like if something's not in front of them, they're probably not going to uh, uh, check it out or, or view it out or, or, or seek it out, which makes sense. Kids aren't going to be, you know, that, that kind of way. Kids are going to take what is put in front of them, basically, especially young children. We all know why things like Boss Baby works. We all know why Octonauts works. It's because it it has very specific stimulus that children adhere to and watch constantly and over and over. The same thing happened with me when I watched cartoons as a kid. I liked the ones that were that were stimulating. Um, I, I did have a broader experience of that sort of thing because my dad recorded a bunch of older cartoons. But, you know, it, it's it kids will watch what is stimulating to them and they will watch it over and over and over again, which is the benefit of having an animated series on something like Netflix. Um, that said, I don't know if kids are the same as they are now as when I was a kid. I'm almost 40, so who knows? Uh, Dominic uh, Bizignano, 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 an executive producer on Megan Nicole Dong's uh, musical animated series Centaur World, said that Netflix is proud of its data. Um, he admits that it's, that this approach brings up a lot of questions, uh, while Bizignano uh, says that Dong was able to tell the story she wanted over the course of Centaur World's episodes. Dong told uh, the streamer, if you want more, we can do that. Instead, the team was presented with data, but not given context for what that data means to Netflix. Uh, it seems Centaur World wouldn't go on beyond, wouldn't go beyond its initial commitment. Uh, when Bizignano asked questions about the data, Netflix, Netflix stonewalled him. He is now in Cartoon Network. So, you know, again, it seems they're being very secretive about their stuff. And that's uh, that's that's weird unless you're trying to hide something. I don't think they're giving false data, which is what stage data sounds like. And I don't think that they're saying that either. But what they are is they're presenting their data in a manner in which there's parts of it blocked off that don't that don't provide context for what they want. Uh, so that's that's very much like. Again, a very staged argument. Well, here's the data that we see, and that supports what we say. And then, you know, if you have any questions about that, they will present different data that reasserts what they say. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very, just show all the data. Show it all. Like, just make a comprehensive thing of all the data of when things were run, how the viewership was when it, versus when, a, when an advertisement was run or when uh, the trailer was put up or anything of that sort. Um, it just, you know, it makes no sense. Uh, if, if an animated series receives accolades after this cancellation, here's a good point about this. Uh, as City of Ghosts did uh, with several awards and nominations, including the Peabody Award, Netflix is even slower to act, if at all. Look at Ito's personal Twitter account uh, for the one-woman campaign that finally got Netflix after several hours to release a single Ghost of City Peabody shareable. <laughs> Uh, this is a dramatically different approach to their kids and family series uh, content than even the animated feature 
than even the animated feature space at Netflix, which launched an endless elaborate campaign for Mitchells versus the Machines uh, for best of anim- best animated feature at the Oscars this year. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing those all the time. So you know, just it, it, again, there's no reiteration of 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 marketing either, and I don't understand that because. 80% of marketing, 90% of marketing is just reminding people you exist. That's literally what it is. So after the initial boom, I never do see like a Kid Cosmic cart, uh, uh, trailer again or commercial. I never see one. It never happens, even though all I do is watch animation. Uh, like I never see one on on, on, uh, on YouTube or anything like that. It's very bizarre how little they show. Uh, any kind of advertisement for, for, for kids shows. I never saw, I don't think I ever saw, uh, an ad for Kipo. Uh, if I wasn't just in on Kipo because I love studio mirror and I was very interested in that show, I don't think I ever would have watched it or I don't think I ever would have caught it. Uh, had I not, had I not seen the trailer and been interested in it prior, uh, very bizarre, but again, you know, it's just like, there you go. It's just like they, they won't even, even when it wins awards, they won't even take the time to just put out a social media post to say, Hey, this show that we have on our platform won an award. And then maybe even see if that garnered any kind of engagement whatsoever afterwards. Very bizarre stuff. Very, very weird. Uh, it, 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 it's, uh, with Netflix, uh, continuing on the article with Netflix stock precipit- uh, precipitously dropping and budgets being tightened, uh, or slimmed company wide, uh, from production to hiring. Maybe these animation creators knew, uh, long ago, what everybody else is figuring out now that Netflix, while, uh, with great people can be a wonderful place, but when you are being driven purely by algorithms, algorithms and numbers, sometimes the math doesn't add up. And, Honestly, you should be driven a lot by algorithms and numbers. Even if you make something that's that's entire, if you if you make a space that is entirely wonderfully creative, um, it, it that space still needs to exist. It, it's sort of that idea of like you know like uh, th- there has to be a balance between uh, whether something is marketable or something that is you know. Um, something that is marketable versus something that is that is wholly creative you know and that it's it's a it's a brutal thing when you especially when it comes to animation because animation is so rooted in the marketable spectrum it has always been a marketable thing so and a marketing tool for other things as well so it's and it's an expensive thing to do so it 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 benefits itself to be a marketing for other uh, supplementary things. That's why we got so much animation in the eighties. Um, but now things are changed. Now things can have fandoms. Things can have these, these, these fervent fan bases surrounding them that will get, uh, some, some, you know, some, uh, uh, some merchandise in on board with it. And, and, but you have to, you have to cut into it as well. It just seems like Netflix wants that easy, easy road of we produce the thing we put the thing out and now the thing gets a lot of views with that and we don't have to really touch it and that's a little weird to me especially when you go around and you say like we want to be we want to you know get all this stuff now again netflix i think did a good thing by reaching out to new creators and saying hey we want to be we want to make new things uh and i think they did that across the board i think now they're in that that stance of growth that any company has where they have to start paring back on things that maybe didn't work that great that maybe didn't uh have too much uh uh too much uh things fostered in with it so you know it's 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 hard to it's hard to say uh you know w- whether or not you really can 
make that balance count for anything or whether or not it's just kind of solely, you know, un- unbalanceable, unbalanceable, let's say, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough little uh, winding road, but good article uh, uh, over, over on the wrap. Uh, not, not really it again it's it's a bit it's a bit more critical towards netflix but i think rightfully so um and it has uh, it has good sources uh, uh, around it it's it's not a it's not a sensationalist type of thing that uh, netflix is collapsing and everyone's leaving animation and there won't be animation on this in the studio anymore it's just there's some things that are happening i i don't think that there's going to be a big drop off of things um it might happen i I think they've already greenlit and they've already began product. I know they've already began production on season four of Dragon Prince, so I don't think this will affect much of it. But it might affect later seasons. I don't know. So, if there's Dragon Prince merch, if there's stuff out there, go buy some Dragon Prince merch. Maybe go check the Netflix shop and see if they got some Dragon Prince merch on there. I know they have a new RPG game out there that I think is available for purchase now. Go check that out. Go get some merch. Go buy, go buy some stuff from the things that you like, because that's the way to really uh, entice people to keep things going. You, you're gonna if you want something, you got to spend your money to, to to make sure it happens or make sure it gets gets uh, gets in there. So there you go. Uh, but that's the article, and uh, that has been this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. Uh, you can check us out at animationdestination.com, uh, and you can check us out at destinationcomics.com slash dnn but we'll be back next week guys it's my 299th episode today thank you so so much uh for uh for joining me uh on this crazy ride of a podcast uh we are almost 300 episodes in that will be next week will be episode 300 i cannot believe that's happening so episode 299 thank you so much for joining me here uh but this uh, has been an absolute blast. I'll be here to do 300 more. I'm not. I'm not even slowing down with this one. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thank you all so much. And uh, definitely check out next week for episode 300 because we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. D N N.